Welcome into another edition of The Bachelorette, sibling rivalry Bachelorette edition, I should say. I'm Madison, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Emily. A little special edition to make up for the week we lost last week. Sorry, we recorded an episode, um, but I was unable to get it up in time before this last episode of The Bachelorette aired, so you guys were without a recap podcast, and we apologize for that, but uh, we assure you we didn't really say anything worthwhile, so we thought, hey, you know what's a great way to start this episode off with? Let's bring in our good pal... Rebecca Hampton. Hi, it's good to be back. Yeah, there she is. Hampton, I have to tell you right now that I had many people tell me how enjoyable they thought you were on the draft. Really? Yeah, well, many people exciting. said, oh, that Hampton girl, she's she's funny. You should have her back more. Oh, well, that makes me happy. I have a strong feeling, though, it was mainly because they thought what great comedy she provided in the sense that y'all got to make comedy out of her. Probably so. I'm. I would highly bet that's what they were thinking. <laughs> well, we appreciate you but being. You know here. what? Some people have dis- different aspects and strengths, and mine's just having people laugh at certain things. Well, it's just that you say things, and sometimes it's like you know that was a really interesting way of putting it. So let's I know that's make fun of it. I, I know I'm not the greatest at expressing my thoughts the way I want them to come out. So. Well, we love it, and we love it anyways, and that's why we're here with you tonight. We appreciate you being here. Uh, we're well, excited to get into this recap. Uh, first things first, what did y'all think of this episode? Night three, or episode three, rather, of Becca's season. Um, I've heard some mixed reviews on how this season is going thus far, and I want to know how you, Hampton, and you, Emily, are thinking of this season thus far. Um. So I initially started watching this season... And I kind of thought Becca was kind of, like, I just felt like the season was going to be boring. Um, I didn't really think she had anything unique and special about her. I, just, I thought this was going to be another, like, boring season. But I actually, the third episode, I don't know, I'm very interested in how it's all playing out now. I feel like a lot of drama happened, a lot of um, just a lot of considerations to think about um so I'm slowly getting into this season. It's taken me a while, but I, after last night's episode, I, or Monday's episode, I'm feeling a little more confident about this season. So Hampy's in on it. What about you, Emily? I like it so far. I mean, I like every season except for Ari's. That was an exception. Just because I live for just, like, the connections that build. I don't care as much about, like, the drama like, I just think that the drama is unnecessary and obnoxious, at least for me, because what I was upset about this episode in particular was how they built up the whole David incident to be some huge thing. And then everybody sees what actually happens and we're like, OK, that was dumb. And so that's why I'm like, I'm more into the connections that Becca has with the guys than like, oh, who hates who in the house, you know? So, so what you're referring to is the fact that all season long, really, we've been uh, building up to this moment where we figure out which of the guys is taken off in an ambulance. Um, and all episode long, they keep teasing it. They keep teasing it. Um, of course, we'll get into that, Nick, what exactly happened to him. Um, but uh, is as far as what happens to David, but uh, you're right, they did build that up a lot. Um, and to be fair, it's the most we've ever seen, or, or, or biggest injury, biggest what the heck just happened to that dude moment that we've had, I think, in this franchise ever. Biggest moment that we've thought, oh my gosh, there might have 
actually been a fist fight. Um, but but so so we're saying, Emily, are you saying that it's a, a good season because of the connections, or hey, I'm missing out so far on these connections, and I need to start seeing some more of that? No, I like it. I've seen a lot of connections so far, and I like a lot of these guys. I know that a lot of people are saying they don't like these guys, but man. I like a lot of them and I think that Becca does too. And so that's what I like seeing. I like seeing her connections with so many different guys. All right. Really quickly. Um, who would you think has the best connection with Becca right now? Go. Hampton, you're up first. I believe it's Blake. Um, I don't know. I just feel like he's real and he wants to stay out, stay out of that drama that I think the Bachelorette net series likes to overplay they like to make little details and just keep them running for the entire season when it's really nothing I just think Blake is actually here for the right reasons he's not in it I think guys sometimes when you're on the show their ultimate goal is just to win but it's like what do you actually want are you winning because you want to win or are you winning because you actually see a connection with that person but okay, I think so you're, you're arguing the here. sense that some people approach this show as a game show as opposed to, hey, you might be getting me or, or engaged at the end of this season. Yes. Okay, interesting. Yes. What about you, Emily? Who do you think has the best connection with Emily? Or, I mean, not with Emily. Who do you think has the best connection <laughs> with Emily? Well. Wills. <laughs> um, who do you think has the best connection with Becca thus far? I would agree with Hampy. I would say Blake, too. I mean, I don't know if it's the way that the producers are, like, twisting the screen time or what, but... Blake seems like a clear front runner at this point. I mean, there's a lot of guys that Becca seems to really like. And she's like, I mean, in her words, she's like developing feelings for them. But I don't know. I think that it's it's obvious that her and Blake have already kind of established that. So I don't know if it's like the producer's trying to trick us or what, but... Okay, so we're both you guys are both high on Blake. Um, interesting, interesting. Well, one of the pieces of news that we had last week that we were unable to air is the fact that Garrett uh, did, in fact, have a apology that came out um, due to his uh, comments, uh, or, or not comments, rather, his... Um, Instagram likes that came out. Uh, so, you know, we're not going to go through and read that. Um, but if you want to read that, it is on his Instagram account. Um, and I do think that it was pretty sincere. And I think that, uh, you know, he, he probably does feel bad about those Instagram likes. Um, but I will have to say that based on where I'm standing, you only apologize about something like that um, if you are a front runner. So uh, I, I think that we've got more of Garrett to see based on those. Um, only other thing, piece of news before we get into this recap. Uh, did you all see that Lincoln was uh, convicted of a uh, a felon this week? I think it was what? a felon. Yeah, hold on. Let me what? pull it up. Yeah, so Lincoln, if you guys remember, he's the guy who is British. Or I guess he's not technically British. He's from Nigeria. Oh, I can't stand him. You can't stand him? Why is that? No! He, like, okay, when you, like, look at him, he's cute. Like, oh, cool guy. Then he just opens his mouth, and yes, that's very mean, but, like, he just comes across as, like, he's the type of guy, I don't see a connection with Becca. I don't see those two connecting. He's in it to win. I'd agree. I think I stopped liking him after that whole uh, uh, relay race thing with the picture frame incident. Oh, my gosh, incident. terrible. <laughs> okay, and also the, the frame, okay, that was overkill. Like, yeah, that's special, but, like, that's not the most important part. Like, yeah, that was crappy on that. Who was it that threw it in the pool? Connor. Connor. But, like, stop roaming it in there. Whoa, you're breaking up, homie. It's not a rose. Am I 
All right, okay. So basically you're saying it was a little bit of overkill for him to throw that in Lincoln's face. Um, that, that Lincoln, uh, you know, was being obnoxious, but that Connor shouldn't have thrown that. Am I hearing that correctly, Hampy? Sorry, you were breaking up there a little bit. Check your internet connection. Sorry, my, uh, laptop's a little hot and making some noises. (laughs) I'm not even going to comment on that. Well, I've, I've pulled up the story here about, um, Lincoln. Um, it's, this is from people.com. One of batch or one of uh, Becca Kufrin's Bachelorette contestants was convicted of indecent assault and battery just days before the premiered last pre- season premiered last month. Uh, Lincoln Adem or Adem, I can't, I, I think it's Adem, who has yet to be eliminated on the show, was found guilty on May twenty first of indecent assault and battery for groping and insulting a female cont- uh, and oh, sorry, I'm struggling to read here, groping and assaulting a female. Con- uh, on the Harbor cruise ship on May 30th, 2016. Uh, according to um, the district attorney's office, Adem was sentenced to one year in a house of correction with that term suspended for a two-year probationary period. Um, he is ordered to stay away from the victim and attend three Alcoholics Anonymous meetings per week during those two years. If he complies with the judge's orders, he will not have to serve out his term. But if he fails to comply with those orders or re-offends, he could be ordered to serve out the year behind bars. By law, he's expected to register as a sex offender. Um, what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so not only do we have the Garrett backlash uh, due to liking offensive posts on Instagram, but now we've got Lincoln... Uh, the pooping bandit, as we've dubbed him in previous episodes, uh, now is being uh, he he has been convicted of indecent assault and battery, which I don't apparently know what that alcoholism. means. Yeah, apparently alcohol induced, which is not great. Um, you know, hey, I I just want to know how these guys are getting through on this season because you would think that there'd be some sort of batch or uh, background check that is you know taking place. Did they know about this? They had I feel to like have, right? It happened in 2016. You would think you would know. Yeah. Why don't you do... Okay, well, I was reading Andy's, like, tell-all book or whatever, and she was saying, like, they run all that stuff. Yeah, they do everything. You can't be on the show if you have herpes. Yeah, But you I can mean, be know, on, so apparently, if you've groped a this? girl. Or, or like, offensive stuff on Instagram. But you can't be on if you've got herpes. Which is an STD, so yeah, you probably shouldn't be on. But my but point is... But it's not just an STD. That is a, yeah. What do you mean? Well, like, you can have, like, herpes anywhere on your body, and it's not sexual. Yeah, but if you test positive for the herpes virus, you don't get to be on the show. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that, but it's not just a sexual disease, is it? Well, that's what I'm saying, though. If you have that... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's sexual. But point is, <laughs> we don't know. But point is, you can't be on the show if you have that. So how can you be kicked off the show for that, but yet you have uh, the ability to be on if you are about to spend a whole year behind bars? Doesn't make sense to me. I guess because the whole STD thing is like, you can actually like harm someone, but then you can also harm someone the other way too, but it's like not as, I don't know. I almost think I'm, that his his uh, incident was worse. I'm going to stop you before you put yourself in some kind of corner here. So uh, let's go ahead and get into this recap of the episode. Uh, so we start off and the first storyline is that it's raining, which is 
I guess, a storyline when you have a show based on L.A., but otherwise I was thinking, okay, big whoop. Um, but because of that, we've got the guys who are kind of cooped up, and we're seeing scenes of them talk about, you know, what's going on so far, and, um, you know, we, we, we're queuing up the drama between uh, David and Jordan, and that's clearly going to be a storyline here for the remainder of the season until these two guys are gone. Um, so we're queuing on that, up that storyline, and, you know, they're talking about, you know, why they don't like each other. Um, I gotta say, in this Here's the thing is, Jordan is making good TV. He's kind of like the Corinne of his season. He's saying things that you're going, what? Like he's saying he's one of 150 Wilhelmina models, and that means a lot. It's all this stuff. And it's like, okay, uh, whatever. I think the thing about Jordan is that, like, he he's like, they're trying to put him as the villain, I guess, of this season. But he hasn't said anything that's, like, you know, offensive to anybody else or, like, necessarily gonna make people hate him like he is kind of like Corinne in that sense where people don't hate him they actually enjoy watching him and, so. and I think they kind of they want to necessarily I guess maybe be him I mean I don't know how he I don't know I just feel like he ABC is gonna keep him on for as long as they can so they can stir up the drama but I think he just I don't know I feel like Jordan is very arrogant Oh, well, absolutely. Is. Yeah, I don't think there's any debate on that. Yeah, I was listening to um, Ben and Ashley I's podcast this week, and she said there's a difference between a villain and the comedy of the show, right? So Corinne, you could argue that she was a little bit of a villain because she did, you know, have uh, this kind of um, contentious relationship with Taylor. Um, you could argue, I guess, a little bit that Jordan is a little bit of a villain because there is drama between him and David. But then again, you could also paint Taylor and David as the villains of their season. But then the difference is you've got villains who are clearly the villains, like the Chads of the Bachelor and Bachelorette world. But then you've got the people who are just kooks. They're just funny. They're the comedic relief. They're saying things that are zany. Um, and, you know, um, and Ashley Salters, who was like, uh, who was on Chris Soul's season and, and was just kind of crazy, uh, she would be considered one of the kooky people. And, uh, you know, a little bit of stuff that, uh, you know, Corinne was saying last year was kooky. And Jordan, a little bit kooky. But they're not being malicious. They're just not being well-received um, in their uh, ways that they're approaching these people. Um so, I don't know. I that, that's kind of where I stand on it. I, I, I think I, I think painting him a Jordan, villain is a little bit much. I think Jordan just rubs people the wrong way. He's just he's a confident guy. He's a model, whatever. He's he is very attractive, but like he just rubs people the wrong way because he he knows he looks good. And he knows you know he said he's like oh I got four thousand Tinder matches in one year. He's just he's cocky and he he he's. He thinks he can get any girl he wants. He's like, okay, well, all these boys in here, like, they're in my way. Yeah, and we'll see more of that drama come to a head uh, later in the episode. But uh, first things first, the first date card arrives for the episode, um, and it goes to Wills, Jason, Jordan, David, Jean Blanc, and Colton. Uh, and they are going to be heading to the spot to get pampered with Becca. Well, lo and behold, guess who's at the spa? None other than Tia 
which if you'll remember back from the second episode, uh, Colton and Tia, it was revealed, had a little bit of a thing before this season when he headed off to try to woo Becca. Uh, and it apparently would last a weekend and it kind of fizzled out. Um, and so Colton is on this date. I mean, come on. The producers totally, totally manipulated that one. Oh, and, and yeah. What did we think about this? I've seen a lot of debate as to whether or not... Um, the they, there definitely was some lingering stuff there but the question is whether or not it was you know something more along the lines of sexual tension or whether it was something more along the lines of awkwardness because you know here's your quote-unquote ex what did y'all think about uh, the the uh, reunion of colton and tia i thought it was just awkward like i mean i don't know how anybody could not like colton after he admitted that it's not like we're like oh my gosh like he's a horrible person you know like clearly he reached out to Tia because he thought that she was going to be the bachelorette that didn't work out now he's on the show like it doesn't have to be a huge deal but they're like making it this huge thing and then of course they bring Tia on the show and they make them interact and I'm just like I feel so bad for this guy like I don't feel anything but just like I feel awkward for him you know yeah I would agree definitely was very awkward and I still wonder if he's actually here for Becca or he thought it was for Tia. I don't know. We'll have to, I feel like we'll have to see how that plays out. I think he would know it wasn't Tia because supposedly this relationship took place in January. Um, so he would have kind of known if, if you're if you're messaging because you're thinking you're talking to the next Bachelorette. Granted, at the time in January was right around the time Becca and Ari would have been breaking up. Um, but you would kind of know it's not Tia, close to Tia, close to not being Tia, or rather you would think you would having those conversations. Um, if you were truly, truly in it just for Tia, you would think that you would call it off and just pursue a relationship with her. Um, but that being said, I do understand that we've had other people come on before who have said, hey, listen, if I could, you know, fall in love, great, but I'm here to do another, do other things. And so, you know, maybe that was his kind of thought was, hey, after this, if I can, you know, pursue Tia, if it doesn't work out with her, with uh, Becca, if I can pursue Tia, great. But in the meantime, I'm going to pursue a little bit of um, a career for myself, give a little bit of exposure to my nonprofit. I understand how that might work. Um, what? Okay, so... No spoilers of this season, obviously. There's no telling whether or not he's going to work out with Becca. But let's say, hypothetically, he doesn't work out with Becca. Uh, what do we think about the possibility of him and Tia getting together on Paradise? Do we think that that would be weird? Do we think that that would be, you know, because I'm kind of here for it. I'm kind of liking the idea of, hey, you know, maybe Colton doesn't get picked. I don't know. I have not spoiled myself for this season. I don't know how it ends. But I'm thinking to myself, maybe Colton doesn't get picked by Becca. Um, I kind of think I like the idea of them rekindling the romance in paradise. Or would that just be so weird that he goes from this girl to dating her friend to back to the original girl? I think even if, like, in his head he had, like, forgotten about Tia and came on the show for Becca, I think that even if he went back to him, everybody would just kind of be like, okay, he wasn't even ever there for Becca, you know? Like, it would just rub people the wrong way. In my head, it would rub me the wrong way. I'd be like, okay, this guy was never actually interested in Becca. He just wanted to make it to Paradise to, like, meet up with Tia again. But why would you go on The Bachelorette, then, if your ultimate goal was yeah, to get up with well, I mean, Maybe his intentions were different. I mean, like, if he already knows her before this, it's like, why do you have to spend your time on the show? I mean, I guess, why? I guess he just wants the attention. But why would you go all and do all that when you could easily just get with her before the show even happened? I mean, I'm thinking like even if he was on the show for Becca, like it wouldn't look that way. 
you know like it wouldn't look that way if he got back with Tia. It would look terrible. Yeah. It would look terrible. That's my whole point is that, you know, if you start off and you're pursuing Tia because you think she's going to be the next Bachelorette, then it's, it's you go on because, you know, hey, it's not Tia and it's Becca and I'm going to do this anyways. Um, and then afterwards you're like, oh, back to Tia. That looks doesn't look good. Doesn't look great. I'll put it that Uh-oh. way. Um, oh, we got a yawn from Hampton. Sorry, people, if you heard that. It's, uh, it's <laughs> past 10 o'clock in her world and she is a teacher, so... Um, she, I'm sorry. Excuse she's got to get up early. Hanty, what time do you get up in the morning? Out of curiosity. Um, right now it's summer camp, so I'm getting up at like 6:45. But typically, Eastern time. Normal. Yes, but typically my alarm goes off at 5:50, but I get out of bed at 6:20. So. Um, just so you know, when you're getting out of bed Eastern time and it's 6:45. I've yes. been out of bed for 15 minutes, and it's central time. What time do you get up? 5.30. Why do you get up so early? I gotta go to work. Damn. I do too, but I don't get up that early. Well, you know, hey, I'm not yawning over here, am I? No, I'm running a dang podcast. Well, anyways. <laughs> Hampy's losing it. You gotta know something about P- Hampton, people. She has a silent laugh. Like, right now, we're looking at her, and she's dying laughing, but you can't hear that because it's silent. And pretty soon, if she finds it funny enough, or as she's trying to calm down, you'll hear, (laughs) Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You are right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh lord. She's trying to compose herself. Don't worry. It takes me like two to three nights sometimes to watch one episode of The Bachelor because, you know, life and I can't sit through with two hours of a show live. Oh, crap. I do it every week. Same. Oh. Well, I wait like 30 minutes and then I just blow through the commercials. It's great. Oh, that's so, so I got another question here going back to the whole Colton and Becca thing. How do we feel um, about the idea that let's say that you're the Bachelorette, right? And you're going on and you're super excited to meet these guys and boom. Here's Colton, and you're so, I mean, he's one of the most attractive guys on her season, let's be honest. It doesn't even matter what your type is, he's, compared to the other guys, he's one of the most attractive. And you're super into him, but then he's like, oh, by the way, I kind of sort of dated one of your best friends. Um, do you think that that would, because it pretty much seemed like a deal breaker for Becca. Would it be a deal breaker for you? Would he go home almost immediately? Or would you say, hey, no harm, no foul, um, you know, hopefully Tia won't be mad. Better to ask I mean, for permission I, or forgiveness here in this in this case. I don't know. I feel like he's the like you said. He's very attractive. I feel like he's that type of guy could, that could get any girl he wanted, but you have to get to know his personality to actually decide that. You know. That doesn't my answer my question at all though. Okay, we'll repeat the question. I know. The question is, what do you do if you're Becca? And one of your best friends' exes shows up. Now you don't know that at the time. But, you know, you saw last week when Becca, when Colton was like, hey, I dated Tia, Becca seemed disgusted by the idea. She was like, I actually feel sick to my stomach. What what are your thoughts? Would you say, hey, you know what? No harm, no foul. There's a reason he's here and not at home with her. Or would you say, I got to be done with this guy. Goodbye. Maybe I'm thinking too specific to the show, but like, are Becca and Tia actually friends or is this like a setup, you know? So it's, yes, here's the thing is. How do you go through a show and date and fight for the same man, but then get, get rejected or whatnot, and then all still be good friends. Like, I don't get so, that. So what I have heard is it's kind of like a sorority. 
and we can all speak from this because we were all in the same sorority. So, yes. uh, you know, these people are living together 24-7. You're spending more time with the other girls and guys in the house than you are with the bachelor or bachelorette. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, too, is not only that, but you kind of know going into it, you have a 1 in 25 chance, 1 in 30, depending on how many people are on your season, chance of being with this person. So most people approach this and they say, hey, I'm going to get a cool adventure from this. It's going to be a great story. If I get some more Instagram followers, great. And I'm going to make some really cool friends. If I get engaged at the end of this, awesome. If I find love at the end of this, awesome. But He's- I'm going to have these you know great memories with these people that i'm gonna hopefully cherish my bond with forever so uh, from what i've heard they might not always stay in touch but you kind of share something together that other people don't understand there's a ritual that goes along with it that they all get that other Mm -hmm. people don't get so i do think that they stay friends at least for a little bit um and clearly tia was on this date so clearly becca had planned because you know she's gonna fly out from arkansas so clearly becca had planned a little bit in advance that hey if you're gonna have my best friends from my season um becca's i mean tia's got to be there you know yeah i mean i guess at that point you just have to get to know the guy and like you know if he's worth sacrificing a girlfriend for this man of your dreams and maybe that's what's going to happen, but maybe she's just going to test it out and see, you know, well, if he's not the man for her dreams, then you know what? It's not a loss. So my thing is they both dated Ari. And so if Colton says he's here for Becca and Tia says that she's over him, then I see no problem with. It's a good point. point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. They both were dating Ari at the same time. Yeah, so at least this isn't at the same time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're you're right, Emily. I think that the reservation here from Becca was that I just hope he was here for me and not for the Bachelorette, or, or for rather for Tia or whoever was going to be the Bachelorette. Um, but rather he's here for me. But I think that when you, especially the Bachelorette, because these guys genuinely don't know when they're applying, they're just applying, and they they might have heard the chatter of like, hey, I think it might be this person, but there's no telling who it's actually going to be. And like, are you even here? human if you're not like hoping that it's a certain person i mean like i feel like everybody in their head is like "Ooh, it'd be great if this was this person but like they don't Mm -hmm. say that during the season but unfortunately for colton it's kind of like been brought to the surface and then people are assuming which is why i think a lot of people and i think the best way to approach this situation is i'm gonna go forward knowing i'm gonna get a great adventure i'm gonna have a great story i'm gonna make some great friends if i see some sights awesome and if i fall in love awesome but I'm not going to bank on that. Um, and I'm going to be open to it. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I think that's the best way to approach it. Um, so interesting stuff. Um, and as we see, obviously, Tia pretty much, I guess, gives her blessing. We didn't really fully see that. But she basically gives her blessing, says, go ahead. It's fine. Um, and so Colton and uh, Becca are off to the races. And Colton, in fact, gets that group date, Rose. So that was kind of a fast f- fast turnaround from I'm sickened by the fact that you dated my friend to, oh, I'm giving you this group date, Rose, because I'm, like, really into you. Can but, I have a question? Yep. Do we know how long Tia and um colton dated like it could have was it just like a fling or was it like it was supposedly like a weekend yeah it's like really unclear like i've heard a weekend i mean she said they kissed they only kissed but that's okay a weekend that's i'm sorry but that's nothing like i know but then like somebody said that they had like an actual relationship and i'm like you can't have a relationship in a weekend so i'm really confused as to like how long maybe they were talking for a while and like met up for a weekend i don't know 
Or The Bachelor is the shows just I mean, I know they like to spin things and make things greater than they actually are. So what's the truth, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, so anyways, we move on from that. There's one other thing that happens during this date, which is that uh, David and Jordan get into the first oh, knockdown dragout fight of the season. Um, I thought this was even funnier, the fact that they both had nail polish on because that's part of the spa date. So they're fighting with each other and they've got blue and red nail polish on, which I thought was just an interesting juxtaposition. Um, but yeah, so they're fighting. Um, this all kind of stems from the fact that Jordan's bragging to the guys. I have, I, oh, one time I, in one year, I had 4,000 Tinder matches, um, which I was listening to the Ben and Ashley I podcast. And that would be, I think four, four, 15 or 14 a day, uh, Tinder matches a day. Um, and so, you know, I, I mean, if you're spending that much time on your phone, you need to get a life personally, I think. Um, well, also like, I mean, think about like how far does he set his distance and like, yeah, it's just, Oh, Hippie's got it down. Oh. Hippie knows how this whole Tinder thing uh, works. I don't even know how that works. Yeah, I was okay. like, what are you talking about? Set your distance. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to stop talking. Well, if you set it a mile, then you're not going to get as many matches. But if you set it like 100 miles, then you're going to have all of these matches. Am okay. I wrong? You're not wrong. I'm just going to stop talking. How's that Kennesaw Tinder life? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> It's entertaining, that's for sure. Oh, it's irritating? Entertaining. It's entertaining. Oh, okay. It's entertaining? Yeah. Entertaining. Oh, my gosh. Bonnie, Bonnie, Rebecca, and Lee would just die if they knew what you were talking about right now. Yeah, my mom's right here, too. Oh, she just shout in. out. There's Becky. Wait, that's your closet. Oh, she was, she was waving. She was asking what I was doing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do they know you're podcasting? Yes. Well, my mom does. I don't oh, know well, then there you go. Is. She's podcasting but, um, about her Tinder matches. Yeah. Seriously, though. You should do a segment on that. Actually. Wow, I'm so happy we got a cameo appearance from Bonnie Rebecca. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, okay, so this little fight, I kind of... Okay, they said that What's-His-Face fell off the bed. I think Jordan punched him. <laughs> really? Like, I think You think they're trying to cover that up? Listen, I think that I think if that happened, that would be gold Here's for the them. thing. Here's the thing is, we will cover this when we get to here, but I have a really funny story about falling off a bunk bed. Um, so remind me when we get to that part of the episode to tell you about it, because you'll, you'll, uh, let's just say this much. I can empathize with David. Oh, okay. With falling off the bunk bed. All right. So the next thing up is the one-on-one day. Chris gets the date um, and they go to Capitol Records. Did anybody know who this artist was? My mom did. Richard Marks. They're like, I mean, I've. They're like, we're, we get into the room and there is, and you can hear an audible. Here's the thing is I, I work in audio and video. So I under, like I can pick up cuts more often than other people. Like I can, it's more blatantly obvious for me, but it's like, we walk into the studio and there is, and you can hear the inflection and the tone and everything change. And he's like, Richard Marks, a Grammy award winning writer and musician. And I'm like, yeah, you have no idea who that person is. The producer I've had to feed you those lines. Man, but I, I recognize the voice. I, didn't I recognize the song. I don't even remember what yeah, song just, it was. Um, I just couldn't. Oh, are you gonna sing it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I didn't recognize anything, but, you know, hey, whatever. He's there. He helps Chris and Becca write songs for each other. Um, I thought that they didn't really, the songs were kind of stupid, but hey, whatever. Maybe that's just the cynic in me. Um, and then he gets the rose. So that's great. Um, and then we flash back to the house where there's an ambulance and all this stuff. And they lead you to believe that something happened. Uh, somebody got punched or somebody got attacked or something. I don't know. And you've got Lincoln who's like, I just really hope, I just really hope that, uh, what's his name? Jordan. I just really hope that Jordan pulls through. There was blood everywhere. David. I like your David. impersonation. Though. Damn it. Damn it. David, not Jordan. Whatever. Anyways, point is Lincoln's being super dramatic. Um, and we're led to believe that someone like punched him or something. We flash back from commercial. Chris Harrison goes into Becca's suite at her hotel and is like, you have to know something. Something happened. And David, uh, he's in the, he's in ICU. <laughs> he's, he's, there's something happened to David. He's in ICU. I love how her immediate response is, who did this to who him? Who did this? <laughs> who did this? Uh, no, it turns out he fell out of a bunk bed. And here's the thing is, normally I would probably make fun of that. But one, I was listening to some other Bachelor podcasts and they said, no, these these beds are actually pretty high and we're actually surprised nobody else has fallen out of them before. Um, And I also broke my arm at five years old because I fell out of a bunk bed. What? Yeah. It's, I learned something new about you. You already knew that. Okay. I've told this story before. No, All I did not. Myself and my brothers, so Pierce and that other Browder kid, we all broke our eyes or our arms, our eyes. We, <laughs> we all broke our arms at five years old. Um, my incident was that I was sitting on the edge of a bunk bed. Someone had taken the guardrails off. <clears throat> Pierce. Someone had taken the guardrails off so that he could jump off of the bed onto some beanbags. And I was sitting on the edge of the bed and I was coloring. And I leaned back to admire my artwork and I fell um, <laughs> and broke my arm. Wow, well, I'm glad you think that's so funny, Emily. I just, I'm sorry. Just imagine this happening to you. Oh my gosh. Well, and the funny thing is, so so when this happens, Pierce is down on the floor sitting on one of said beanbags, and he's playing video games, and I fall. And the way I fall is that I land with my right arm underneath me. (coughs) Excuse me. My right arm falls underneath my torso, but I also kind of land on Pierce's foot, and he turns around and says, "What the." what are you doing? He's like mad at me. And meanwhile, I'm going, holy crap. I think I just broke my arm. I did. Turns out I did. Um, but but it was like, now I'm getting beat up by my older brother for falling on his foot and I can't fight back because I have a broken wrist. So true, true life story. True life story. So I can, I can, I can, uh, sympathize with, uh, David there. I, I I didn't end up in ICU because of it, but you know, Hey, to each their own. Um, Okay, so flashing forward for the final date of the week, it's Clay, Leo, Kristan, Ryan, John, Eric, Mike, Lincoln, Connor, Blake, and Garrett, and they're going to play football. Um, so the you know they're running drills with the female football players. Um, the funniest part of the show. Yep. Sorry. What's up? No, I just interrupted you, but that was the best part of the show. The football part. Yes. Why? Cause, cause, what's his name? Krishan. Kristan. He cannot play. Kristan. He cannot play football to save his life. That was Lincoln. I mean Lincoln. <laughs> and Clay. I'm so sad. 
Oh, what? yeah. I was, uh, I was like, what are you talking about? Clay yeah, so, so the whole point is that Clay's dominating this, and everybody's like, wow, Clay's doing so great. It's almost like he plays in the NFL. Ha, 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 he does. Um, but then in the last play of the game, he injures himself. And basically it comes down to you have to either choose whether or not you leave the show so you can go have surgery so that you can potentially stay in the NFL or you stay on the show and potentially ruin your NFL career and he says uh Becca you're cool but peace I'm going to get this surgery going to try to keep my NFL dreams alive yeah he said it in a lot sweeter of a way he made it sound like he really it was a hard I mean maybe it was like a really hard decision for him but I mean I thought that that was a no-brainer that sucks that that happened on the bachelorette that you happen to injure yourself playing the thing that you you know do for a living but man if that would be him of all people that yeah of course you know football date yeah, I felt really bad for him, but at the end of the day, like, what would we think if he stayed and was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I might never play football again, but, like, and then he, like, what if he goes home, like, two weeks later, you know? Oh, I'm horrible. And I feel like that guy, like, I think it helps the fact that it was so early in the season, so he didn't, he, I mean, he did have a connection with her, but it wasn't too far, Yeah, in it, like, too far that deep, so I think... I mean, he's a good. I think he's a great guy. Like, I do. I think he could. He can find someone. I uh, hope he will. I mean, I'm kind of surprised he hasn't yet. I, I think he will. He just seems like a really good guy. He's so cute and um, sweet. So man. I think he made the. He really is, but I think he made a good d- decision. Yeah, I agree. Well, so he got the group date rose. Uh, unfortunately, later on, said, "Hey, I, I gotta leave and have this surgery." So um, they said their tearful goodbyes. I do think she was into him. I don't think they would have ended up together even if he had stayed. Um, I think she's probably already down to two or three guys, but he was one of the guys that I think that she could have seen being, oh, I lost my uh, headphone connection. I think that he was one of those guys that could have been number four, potentially. Um, So, uh, you know, they say the goodbyes and that's, uh, we get a to be continued. Our first to be continued of the season. Uh, Normally we're a couple, uh, we get a couple of these throughout the season. Uh, So this is the part of the season where we don't get Rose ceremonies at the end we get them at the beginning of episodes which really just pisses me off but you know hey it is what it is um but but kind of all in all i thought a lackluster episode not much went on uh kind of more of the same other than the david and jordan drama but again i i I watch this show for the connections i don't really care about the drama as much um but but y'all correct me if you if you think i'm wrong about this was this a, a good episode or not in your eyes i think it was a good episode in in the terms of drama but i think that's i think if we did not have the drama that the show puts on then the show would be really boring like sometimes i'm not gonna lie i get super bored when i watch them eat dinner or at the date yeah I was bored during like Ari season just because I didn't like Ari. I just think that if if you like the person that's the bachelor or the bachelorette enough, then you'll enjoy watching them like no matter what's going on, like at least they're always there. They're always trying to find connections with people and whether or not like there's good drama or like, you know, I feel like at that point, if you just are invested in whoever's the bachelor or bachelorette, then I mean, you can enjoy watching the show. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So y'all have already given your thoughts on who you think is the biggest, has the biggest connection. Um, what are your thoughts or what are your predictions for next week's episode? Any big predictions that you think is going to happen? Uh, more of the same? Do you think we're going to get another big dramatic episode? Uh, do you think we'll see uh, more connections going on? What do you think is going to happen in this next episode if you have any thoughts of, uh, regarding that? You know what I'm really annoyed about? 
And I'm only annoyed this season because we did this draft. So I got invested in like every single person because I had to go through all their bios. There are so many people left that have gotten like zero screen time. Who? Nick, Mike, like Leo barely gets any. I can't even tell you who Ryan is. Is he still on? I think he's yeah, still banjo on. guy. Yeah, or as Hampton called him, the banjoist. Oh yes, the banjoist. <laughs> he's still on, right? Wait, is yeah, he he's still yeah, on. he's still on. But does anybody know who he is? Anybody know anything about him? No. He plays banjo with his family. But, yeah, in that's bluegrass it. Band. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then Chris Don, like we know about him, but like he still hasn't got any screen time. John has gotten no screen time. Like, come on! Like, there's only like five people that consistently get so much screen time that you're like, okay, like these are clearly the front runners. But like, come on! Like, let's see a little bit of what else is going on. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, there's always going to be people, be people, contestants who get screen time and those who don't. Um, unfortunately, those guys look like they've fallen on the short end of the stick. Um, yeah, it was interesting because Ryan was one of those that I would have thought was had a, um, would have got been getting more screen time than he currently is. And Kristan had a pretty good showing, and as as did Leo uh, on the first episode. Uh, but we haven't really seen much about them yet, or, or since rather. But there always are those people who you know there's you know and, and i guarantee you one or one or two or three of these guys will be around towards hometowns and we're going who is that person again um it all happens every season so i get what you're saying um and i do agree that this is one of the more uh drama filled seasons with males a lot of times with the males it's just kind of there's not they're having to really scrounge for drama because it's like the a, guys the don't fest. care yeah the guys don't care um but That's the girls do I, I, I li- I enjoy The Bachelor better, I think. Because you're here catty. for the drama. You like the drama. Yeah, yeah. You basically, yes. Doesn't surprise me. Can we, can we, just for a second, the fact that Becca forgot one of her, <gasps> the boys that she took on a date, her, his name. That was Jason. so sad. Well, but here's yeah. the thing that I think is what happened is that she's standing there and she's introducing these guys and first comes Colton and you know she was just like, okay, how's Tia reacting? How's Colton reacting? Like, are they looking at each other? I think she got thrown off and she looked at Jason and she was just thinking Colton, Colton, Colton. So, um, no, it is awkward and it's very awkward the fact that she like asked him, what's your name again like it was just awkward that she couldn't rebound from that but yeah that is funny i was I thinking so for him i was thinking these dates the fact that we're watching them on tv and like they put music to them they make the dates seem a lot more fun than they probably actually are do you not agree hmm. like the Explain. Episode, give an example like the episode i think it was the second episode tia takes blake and they go to an alley and they destroy like everything that reminded her of ari and they play like that music turned down for what or whatever that was actually happening though or as hampton wants to call it third down for what i mean third down for what i for a second had to remember that song but like i don't know i feel like abc always ups it with the dates I'm like, I imagine myself on these dates. I'm like, oh, this would not be as exciting as it looks like on TV. No, I agree with you. I mean, uh, no, one of the things that everyone says is that the Bachelor and Bachelorette dates are really incredible, um, which is one of the reasons why people say these relationships don't work out because they're, you know, you're part of this relationship. You're part of this TV couple that's getting to have 
all of these incredible dates. You're going on helicopters, you're having people perform for you that you might not even afford to be able to sit in their concert, um, and yet you're having these people perform for you in your date. Um, and so I do think that I think that they are as incredible as they seem on TV. In fact, I would say that they don't seem that cool on TV. And when you're on the actual date, they're better than they seem. That's That would be my argument. But, you know, I don't know. I've never been on The Bachelor and I never will be on The Bachelor because I would probably never be... Never say never. I would probably come off as one of the villains. <laughs> oh, I would come off as one of those that gets lost. I what? would be one of those... It's gotten lost. That gets <laughs> lost. Like in the I mean, mansion? Like, <laughs> no, not, not literally, but like... I would not Figuratively be... lost. You lose yourself on the show. Okay. She loses herself in the dreamy eyes of The Bachelor. Probably. And I like I wouldn't I'd be one of those, Probably. those girls that I'd be one of those girls that house with thirty other women. Like I would be one of those girls that gets no screen time because I'm not like the crazy psycho Hampton, girl. I know you. I've known you for a while now. Yeah. And I can say one thing. You'd what? be getting screen time. You'd be the comic relief so? of the season, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, one hundred percent. Maybe you're right, but on like on like my comment, yeah, on my weird comments and stuff what? like that. Your weird, oh yeah, 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 agree. Exhibit yeah, you, your a, yeah. your weird comments would make the screen time for sure, for sure. Well, okay, so Emily has is our official point tabulator here. Uh, she's been doing some math diligently and also doing some pretty interesting doodles over there um, on her piece of paper where she has all the scores uh, calculated. So hit us with who is in the lead. Uh, let's start with number four. Who is the last place in our Bachelorette draft? Of course, if you want to hear that episode, it is available on the Sibling Rivalry podcast. It's about two or three episodes back, and you'll hear myself, Emily Hampton, and Pierce all draft our contestants. Uh, so go listen to that. Catch up on who our uh, contestants are. Um, and without further ado, Emily, number four in the draft. Who is it? Okay, I need to make one more calculation, but without even having to do that, I can tell you that unfortunately, the only boy in this draft is coming up short. Ooh, okay. Real How short. many points does he have? Okay, well, he has 10, but I have a feeling John Blanc got a rose once, right? for something like a rose on a date i think he got a group date rose yeah so like i mean if you add five points to that he has 15 points but it's still far behind it's still not great how many nope. guys does he have left three who are those guys leo connor and jean blanc correct chase is i mean he's long gone right yeah chase went first night alex went i think second night yeah and then yeah oh poor, poor poor pierce i mean what can you expect you know True. All right, so who is in third place? Okay, that would be Hampy. Hampy's in third place. Yeah, you have five guys left, so she, you're doing pretty oh. good. She's celebrating okay. right now. You realize you're in third out of four. <laughs> well, hey, I'm not, not dead last. last. Yeah, I'm not last. I'm <laughs> not last. Great. Okay, so she There's has how many points? She has, she has 21 points. She has Jordan, Ryan, Jason, Clay, and Lincoln. Clay got a group date, Rose. Yeah, that's what this is for. Oh, okay. But then he also left, so technically, I guess... I know, but I didn't count that yet because, like, I would just put that on, like, next week's, you know? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So, like, currently, Hampy has 21 points. Wait, no, 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 though. But but that's still only the second rose ceremony, so that would still be two points. Right? No, that's the third rose ceremony. 
but he still gets five because like he got the group date rose. This is going to be the third rose ceremony, right? Mm-hmm. So so whoever gets so it'll be three points next week. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. And Second now place this is where it gets interesting because I haven't. Okay, so oh oh I I think I see a tie over there. Well, not quite because I haven't calculated Will's and Colton getting group date roses. Right? They both got group date roses. Yes. And so, how many points is that each? Ten. Okay. Well, so no, no, five points each. Yeah. So. So ten total. So you have twenty. You have thirty-three points. So you're winning. And then you have twenty-three, but you have four guys left: Garrett, Blake, Kristan, and John. 23 points total. Yes. So. And Blake got a one-on-one, but you Blake don't get. Got, no, you get five points for a one-on-one rose. Then you have five points. Heck yeah, I do. Yeah. Heck yeah, I do. Well, because this time. Yeah. So yeah. I have 28 and you have 33. Yes, because you got five points for Garrett being the first impression and five points for um, first Garrett. kiss. Yeah. And then five for Blake being on a one-on-one and getting the rose. Yes. So. So did you do the calculations for people who had. One on ones and got the rose because Chris also had the one on one and got the rose. So that, I think that would go to you. Oh, that, would, yeah, that would go to me then. So then that's thirty eight points. Frick! I shouldn't have pointed that out. <laughs> who? Who? So who's gotten one on ones? Just him and Blake so far. Him and Blake so far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then group date roses so far have gone to Will's, Colton, Clay, Jean Blanc. Jean Blanc got the group. Didn't he? Whatever. We'll figure that out. But the point is, you're in first place. I am in second place. Hampton is in third place. And Pierce is pulling up the rear. So at the beginning of next episode, we should expect to see a rose ceremony. Uh, People who move on through that rose ceremony will get three points for their respective teams. Um, We'll probably will end with another to be continued if I had to guess. Um, But it should be an interesting episode, hopefully after this dud of an episode um but we're getting into the to kind of the middle meat part of this uh of the show we'll start to see them travel here soon um and we'll start kind of learning these guys names more and what their stories are so uh that's going to be kind of interesting uh any last thoughts any last uh words here as we are heading into uh this this uh next episode any thoughts on this last episode uh, any hopes for Paradise? Of course, I think I did see that they have left now for Paradise. Um, so that's filming right now. Anybody you guys hope to see on that that you're, you're hoping is going to make an appearance, either from seasons past or from Ari's um, or Becca's season? Anybody that you hope will be there? Hmm. From Ari's season, I just feel like the, all of the front run- runners are those from like the girls group that just showed up on the spa date. Like, Oh yeah. I can't think of anybody else besides that group that you would even want to see. Yeah. I would imagine Tia and baby Becca are for sure there. I love Kendall too. I don't know. And I think the only person that so far hasn't been confirmed to be on paradise is CN. Um, But I'm sure she shows up at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if you have some of these old, older um, contestants show up and it is, I think been rumored um, and I don't know any confirmations on this, but it has been rumored that people from Winter Games, so those international contestants, might be showing up as well. I think Yuki is going to play a part, maybe not as a contestant, but she will, in fact, be there uh, to talk to the contestants or something like that. So it should be interesting. Um, in a lot of ways, I enjoy Paradise more because the couples are more successful. So it's They a- have been. Yeah, they're about 50-50. Can I ask a question? Yep. Whatever happened to to uh, is it Corinne? Corinne. 
Corinne, what is she up to these days? Is she... Um, she's dating a boy that she was dating before she went on Paradise. Um, and I think she's just trying to still make it in the industry. I know she did have a podcast. I don't know if that's still going. Um, but yeah, I think she's just kind of trying to make her mark. Um, but I think that she's kind of ridden out a lot of her 15 minutes. Now what about that boy that she got in trouble with? Um, yeah, I think he just kind of has been laying low. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they give him a second shot in Paradise. Um, I just don't know why you would be so dumb as to take it. I think that you continue to lay low because of what all happened to you. Um, I don't know. To answer your question, I don't know. Thank you. All right. Well, anyways, um, so if you guys don't have any final thoughts, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here so Hampton can get to bed. She's barely keeping her eyes open, and I think Bonnie's going, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Miss Bonnie Rebecca's going, what is, what? I think she's in bed. <laughs> do, so question, do you not watch the show with your parents? No, because typically I... I just can't sit down for two hours because I don't. I can't fast forward commercials. Um, Do you so watch my on mom Hulu? watches it? Yes, I watch it on Hulu the next day. So my mom watches it live, and then my dad he doesn't watch it, but like his computer is like next. His computer like office room is next to the TV. You've seen it, Browder. Well, you didn't see the computer, so he like hears it and sees it, but like so he doesn't watch it, but he he'll. He'll usually come in and tune in the last 20 minutes and usually joke about it, laugh about it, make fun of it. Um, and yesterday or Monday, he even reminded us. He's like, are y'all not going to watch The Bachelor? So he's very in tune with it. Just... I love the way Hampy says bachelor. The bachelor? Bachelor? Bachelor. So yeah, he's very in tune with it, but he bachelor. thinks it's hilarious. Um, well, do you watch it with your parents? Hell yeah, it's a weekly event. Oh, that's we, fun. we break out the red wine. I well, I drink red wine. Kim drinks Chardonnay, um, and we we watch the show live. Does Mike real watch time. it? Sometimes. Oh, he likes okay. to comment comment on the contestants' appearance. If you get my drift. Oh, I see. Yeah, I do. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here so that we can all get on our way. It's kind of late here, um, and I apologize for not having a podcast out last week. Let us know your thoughts here. Uh, you know, did you like the addition of Hampton, uh, or do you want us to boot her to the curb? Let's do a little vote. Keeper or not? Um, no, very cool things. Thank you for being with us, Hampton. Um, as You're always, welcome. Emily, it's a pleasure to podcast about this TV show, um, and uh, I'm excited to see the things coming up here on this show. Um, we will keep you guys all in uh, tune with what's going on in the uh, current events. If we won't spoil anything. We'll remain spoiler free. Uh, but if anything interesting happens at Paradise, we'll be sure to hit you with that next week. Uh, so on behalf of Emily uh, and uh, myself, this is the Sibling Rivalry Podcast, Bachelorette Edition. And uh, we will be signing off until next week. Bottoms up. <laughs>